Hello and welcome to another episode of Throne Controller Podcast. I'm Bats, and as always, I'm joined by the chipper, Case. I have never been chipper. You've never been chipper? No. Gigotastic, uh, maybe? What's another word for chipper? Let's say, um, happy? <laughs> nope, doesn't sound like me either. Um, Is angry or- like being chipper? Ornery? Oh, I'm definitely ornery. Not horny, ornery. Oh, ornery. It means angry. I, I know what it means. Hey, it should, I, I went I went hey, to some kind of schooling. Did you? No. No, I didn't actually. Was it Phoenix University? I don't even know how to spell Phoenix. You're a Phoenix. What? I would get burnt and reborn in my own fire. Anyways, so case. What's Phoenix do? I like pomegranates. I hang out in the, on a barbarian's shield. I, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about at this point. I, the, the phoenix, the fire, I was with you. Then barbarian shield, I'm totally lost. You apparently never watched... Uh, what the hell was that name of that show when we were in the 80s? I was about to say Conan the Barbarian, but I don't think it was. Oh, no, it was. And he had a shield that had a phoenix on it, and the phoenix would actually come out of the shield... And he had the Phoenix like to eat pomegranates. All right, super. It's a cartoon. Yeah, totally. Yes. I know you were probably watching the History Channel in the 80s when you were like five. <laughs> That's the sad part is it's probably yeah. true. And be like, huh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. I don't watch about science. I don't want to be entertained. Actually, Bill Nye the Science Guy is pretty cool. <laughs> You're just hey. going to have an argument with yourself or what's going to happen here? Well, it's definitely a better argument than with you because apparently you don't know anything about the past. I don't know one show... And now I don't know anything about the past. Yeah. Well, okay, speaking of the past. Yes. In the past week, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Have I not been playing? Uh, so. That education kicking in right there. Folks. Right though, Mr. Roboto. Um, well, continuing on with Pillars of Eternity. Ah, Pillars of Eternity. Yes. Put some more time into that. Um, realize, like, I did go to a place where I had no idea what to do. Like, there's this locked door that I can't get through. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll go somewhere else. Um, so I actually got to a point where I unlocked my homestead, which did not know this. I, I kept on seeing hints about the homestead, but I didn't know what it meant before. Uh, apparently, I'm not doing things in the right order. Anyhow, so the homestead is basically like your own castle in the game, uh, where if you get recruits they if you're not in your party you can go there and add them to your party you know and, and and manage your party stuff but you also have to like do the sim city thing of i need i want to add this to my homestead i need to you know add this i need to add these ways of defending my walls because apparently the more heroic stuff you do throughout the world the more famous you become and the more likely people will try to attack your castle your homestead so the more famous you are, the more they want to attack you, not like like you. Yeah, well, the bad people want to attack you to get money and shit. Ah, money and shit. Yeah. So you got to like build your homestead and do upgrades that take like you know a, three days to build this one, and you can only do one at a time. So um, yeah, so it's an added feature, I guess, that I don't care about, but apparently I have to worry about now. Hmm. Um. Unless, unless the sieging, like, when they actually... Because they're like, oh, we'll let you know if there's anything happening. Like, there's a spirit that um, 
controls the homestead when you're not there. And they're like, oh, we'll let you know if there's something happening. And so I don't know if this like a like this random event will be cool or not, or if it just be like, oh, orcs are attacking. I need to fight them. So, <laughs> what was what's is there another option besides fighting them? Like, well, I'm just saying, like, the most of the game is running around fighting monsters, and then if I have to, like, return to my homestead just to fight monsters, that's kind of dumb, but if it, like, turns into, like, more of, like, a strategy, like, I can actually have soldiers that, like, a bigger management system of, like, oh, I want these uh, defense systems to target this area, if it's more like that, maybe it'd be cool, but if it's just, like, my hero party shows up, and now I gotta fight guys outside the walls of my homestead, it just seems like a waste of time. Mm. Uh, I don't know what which one it is yet, or if it like it's a different gameplay or whatnot. But I just kind of don't care. Now, this play storyline. Yeah, I mean, last time you talked about it, you said you had gotten to a point where you were stuck and couldn't progress any further. Yeah, that's now. what I was saying. I gave up on that that quest and went back and went to on another quest. Uh, so it's not like you figured out how to resolve that. You just said screw that quest. Well, I made it a little farther by going and hiring another party member and went back and I was strong enough to get killed. I, I killed everything in this castle, but the quest isn't done. So I think there's this one door I have to get through, but don't, I haven't found a key and I don't have the lockpicking skills yet. So I'm like, well, I'll go on these other quests and try to get my uh, levels up so that I can, you know, up the lockpicking. Well, it's called, me- I don't know what the hell it's called. Mechanics, I think, or something like that. Uh, skill up higher so that I'll be able to pick that lock. Okay. Uh, but anyhow, so I, you know, I went and I think the reason I was saying I go in the wrong way is because I went toward this other quest and I have not had a challenge finding anything now. Like I just like been rolling through things. So I have a feeling I went to hard, the, like did the hard quests too early, but also that leveled my character up. And so now I can just like roll through these, the main quest pretty smoothly. All right. Same important question as last week. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, no, I am. I really yep. like the combat and I like, you know, stuff like that. I found, I got, I tried a new, um, class called the Chanter, which is kind of interesting because, um, you basically pick chants that they're going to chant during combat. And after they do three bars of chants and the chants give you power ups, then once they get three bars of chants, they can cast a spell and you have a set of spells for them. So it's kind of like this weird, like mage bard mixture thing, I guess, but it's kind of neat. I like them. Now I have two of them by accident. Two of them by accident. Well, so I built my whole party out by hiring people, and then I found a guy that wanted to join my party, and I kind of wanted to do his quest, right? So I'm like, well, okay, join my party. But it didn't tell me what he was. So, like, I already had, I, you can only have six people in your party. I already had six, so I had to choose somebody for him to replace, and I picked my priest, and he turned out to be a, ch- a chanter or whatever, so now I have two chanters, but that made me get six skeletons fighting for me at the same time, so that's pretty cool. Hmm. Hmm. But, yeah, no, I like it. And then, uh, when I wasn't playing that game, the only other thing I did was try out something new, uh, called Running with Rifles. Sounds dangerous. It is. Uh, cops, for some reason, couldn't stop at me, too. Hmm, really well, weird. You probably should run with more of a concealed weapon. Maybe. Anyhow, well, Running with Rifles is not just me going outside and getting arrested, it's also. A game, apparently, on Steam, of course. I think I released this last week. Um, I don't know if I'm able to explain this right. <laughs> so, it's a military game, right? You're a single soldier in this large platoon, and it's like a isomorphic top-down view, but 
your character is like tiny. It's like, you know, not like Diablo where you're like kind of tight. It's kind of like a bigger screen. Um, you move around with arrow keys and you, where your shooting is where your mouse is. So like the distance is your mouse too. It's not like, um, geometry wars where it's just the direction you're facing, but like you have to actually target, you know, the right distances. And you're basically on each map I've played so far. You're either on, you're on like the green team or the brown team or the, I think there's a red team also. And you're basically wave after wave just trying to take over all the positions on this, on this, uh, on the map. Um, Tend to they say it's strategy. You do have like cover, cover, and you have different weapons and loadouts, and you can climb on top of roof buildings, get you know, get the upper hand stuff. Uh, it was the the concept of the game is interesting, but I just didn't get into it. I played both. Uh, there's a campaign which isn't really a campaign. It's like start on this map, and then some sergeant says take over this point. And you just run with all your guys and shoot people. Uh, it's kind of like hot Miami, Hotline Miami style play there, you know, like that top-down view. Uh, and then uh, I went online, and basically online was, you're working all together to do the same mission you just did in the single player. But it's got like, you know, you can have, I think there was at least 60 or so guys all playing together on the same team. But no communication, of course, and us just running around like idiots. But it was, it was an interesting thing to play, but I won't probably play it never again. Ah, the old never again. Yes, I, I like the the two hours I spent spent playing it. I guess, but not enough that I would want to play it over anything else I currently play. So, I like yeah. the style. I like the art style, though. I'm actually looking at a picture of it right now as I'm talking, and it, like I'm like, man, I should play this game, but then I realize that I have. Yeah. It's like there's supposed to be like RPGs elements to it too, where as you get more kills, you're an experience, and you level up, and that unlocks more weapons, kind of like the um, Call of Duty style thing, but. I just felt like I wasn't leveling fast enough to care. I don't know. Yeah. So it sounds like they can make it into a free to play game. <laughs> yeah, they definitely could. I mean, it's all done in shell shading style, art style, which is kind of cool and pretty. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's, there's some interesting things like you can get like, uh, the, um, uh, deployable cover and stuff. So you can like carry it with you and deploy it. I just felt like there's just so much chaos happening that you die so randomly that. Maybe it's because I didn't play it long enough. Just didn't feel like you could ever get good skill. It's just more like throwing bodies at a problem versus actually doing it with strategy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the some people. I I definitely not a fan too much of too much strategy. Yeah. Well, people really. There's a lot of people that were playing it that were really really into it, and I can see why. This is not my cup of tea. I guess. I That's also fair. don't drink tea. That's fair. You play so. anything else, or is that pretty much what you had on the docket? I don't remember playing anything else, so if I did, I just forgot it, and so there's no reason to talk about it. But how about you? Did you do anything this last week? I did, and, and I'm pretty sure my following statements coming up will um, just piss everyone off completely, so let's do that. You finally 100% Far Cry 4? No, no, I didn't do that, which I would know would piss you off. Um, I played uh, Shadow of Mordor. Oh, you didn't like it. I didn't really like it. Wow. So, it, one, it's like a lot of like, the best way to kill people is to sneak up no, behind them not. and stab them. 
it would seem like just doing sneak attacks was works really well. But like, so especially for someone who likes completion, like you've got this, you've got that nemesis system where you got all the war chiefs and you start yeah. killing them. And so I'm killing them, and I'm like, all right, these guys are dead. Yeah, war chiefs are dead. But then like, if you die or something, all of a sudden all these people shift in. And there's all these yeah. new. I'm yeah. like, fuck, I want to I want to kill all these bitches, but they just keep coming, so there's no point for me to killing them if they're just going to be another guy. Don't coming. die. Uh, well, it's easier said than done. Um, so you're saying because it's difficult, you don't like it. No, I didn't say that, but it's just like, I was like, okay, this, so this is just going around, just killing guys, stuff like that, but I wasn't feeling, I don't know, it's just not drawing me in, like, I don't feel That's an cool. urge to go play it again. So like, it's fine, but it's just like, eh, I'm not... Psych. Strangely enough, you are usually a guy that's the run in and just kill things. Yeah. And I'm the sneaky, sneaky guy. Um, but I think in, in Mordor, I never took, very, rarely took people down silently. I just okay. usually ran in like a dumbass and had to fight like 300 guys, but just like, because I love that flow they have in the combat. Yeah. And so I just kept on doing that. And, and so I didn't do any of the, well, it's, some of them you have to do silently. I think some of those, like, they're not the main quest ones. Some of them are like, oh, you need to sneak in here and not set an alarm off to, and, you know, sadly, like, kill this one guy or something. Those ones, of course, I had to do it that way. But, um, otherwise, you know. Now, I would say, and I, I, I hate saying this, but, uh, if you want to try to play a little bit more, the one thing about the Nemesis system, I don't know if you got to it, is eventually you don't have to kill all the War Chiefs because you can actually pull them underneath your command and you, they're actually like working for you. I and didn't get that far. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like later in the game and like eventually it's like one of these powers, like you have the choice of like executing them when they're on the ground or you can like turn them onto your side. Um, so the war chief guys they turn to your side are still in that like hierarchy and stuff. And then when you actually go fight the main chiefs, they all help you kill them and stuff. So it's kind of an interesting little twist. So you like kind of like, instead of killing everyone, you're kind of like making this web of guys that are going to back you up later. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, like when you go to fight a war chief, like you go to fight him and they do this like little exposition where the guy talks to you and so like yeah. i'll be in like a i'll be in a flow of fighting and all of a sudden there'll be like this pause so this guy can be like i'm gonna eat your guts or something and then it goes yeah. back and i'm like all right now i'm knocked out of the flow um i don't know it was, it was just i spent most of the time walking around seeing you know three or four guys you know just making some noise so one comes over or killing it or sneaking up behind and killing it so much so that as i walk around the map you hear them talking they're like i hear the ranger the best way to kill is he comes up behind you like a ghost and then you're dead and i was like oh great i'm being sneaky sneaky <laughs> that's funny i think actually when i first started the first time i played the game i was not sneaky sneaky and i would get into trouble because i'd be fighting like four war chiefs at the same time well not war not the chiefs but like the first level underlings yeah well if and you so, if you have a bunch of guys and a war chief you just kill a war chief and it scares everybody else. oh i know that but like it was like when i first started playing so i i spent a lot of time just running really fast around the map <laughs> trying to escape from things yeah, but so um, so that was fine. I, I played a, a bunch of that, but I I don't know if I'll go back to it. Maybe I will. Yeah. It's just not it not drawing me. Not your game in. of the year, like everyone else in the world. No, it's just not drawing me in. And so to continue on the same uh, topic of totally destroying my credibility, um, a, a game that has been out forever for everything else came out on the uh, PlayStation Network this week, and that game is Bastion. 
Right, too. So, Bastion, as you know, it's just, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess it's kind of, uh, kind of a hack and slash, but not. Yeah, it's a hack and slash. I guess it's a hack and slash. So, when it came out, everybody was like, oh, this is the greatest game ever. And it's not a bad game. I'm not saying that. I'm definitely playing it and having a good time. I was just. I just keep waiting for something um, amazing or groundbreaking or something to to really uh, amaze me. I mean, it's it, the, the art style is nice. The ground comes up and there's some guy talking. But other than that, I haven't been amazed. Well, I think the thing that really got me with Bastion was the, the narrative of the, the guy talking. Like, kind of, I thought it was just cool. I think the combat, I, I was actually, I forget where I was. It might have been at GDC or something where there, someone was talking about Bastion and these, oh no, I was watching a YouTube video and it was talking about like the end of like the, um, the ending of the game. I haven't got and like, that. yeah, that's fine. I won't tell, spoiler or anything, but it's just, uh, there's, there's two choices, there's some choices you can make during the end of the game, right? There's like, you know, uh, and I was sitting there going, I don't even remember the end. I know I beat the game. Like I have the achievements and everything. I just don't remember the ending of the game. And as I got down watching them, like, I don't remember these weapons that they're showing in the end of the game. I'm like, I'm like, I know I played this game and I remember the narrator and the narrative of the game. And I thought that was really cool, but the actual whole game, I don't remember. <laughs> Which is weird, I think. Yeah. Like, cause like, 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 I think the, the guy that made Bastion also made something else before that, didn't he? Yeah, I, I just don't know uh, what it was. I feel like they should have gone heavier on the narrative. Like, I want more of almost a Stanley Parable type of thing. Like, I wanted to talk more. Like, he does do that. Like, if you start, if you stay in one area and just start destroying stuff, he'll say something like, and the kid went crazy on everything for a while. And I'm just like, I would like it better if it was just a little yeah. heavier on that. And so, well, I think the first time, like, I liked it whenever uh, I fell off the edge once, and he's like, and then the kid decided to kill himself. Or kill himself it's like, like that. yeah, where he goes, and then he fell to his death. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, that stuff is like, kind of like, what kept me, kept me into, I think, more than the gameplay itself. I mean, the gameplay was fine. There was nothing bad about the gameplay. I just doesn't, it's also, like you said, it's not rememberable. Yeah, so I'm, I just, I mean, it's, it's a cute type of thing, and it seems like, oh yeah, that'd be, that's interesting, but I just feel like it got a lot more hype. Well, I think it, to me, it's a game that, was one I could push to non, like non hardcore gamers, like people who don't play games all the time. It's like, hey, you should check out Bastion, and, the, and they would like get it because they like the narrative and the story, and there's some depth to the story if you get far enough into it. And it would be, it's an easy to play game, like to pick up and play for like if you're not that big of a gamer. So I think it's one of those ones that like shows the, I'm using air quotes here, the the artistic ability of a game without pushing the people away because it's too difficult. Kind of like Limbo too. Like Limbo, I thought was a really cool game. It had like some really good artwork, and the story was was really neat. But I don't think it was probably as powerful as everyone said it was at the time. You know, I mean, it was just a platformer with darkness, darkness, yeah. and a spider that killed you almost every time. Yes, killed you every time. Yeah. So yeah, so that's I just expected like um, I'm waiting was waiting for like some revolutionary gameplay that'd be like, oh, that's really neat system but it was just like oh, you have weapons yeah. and you can upgra- you can upgrade them I'm like alright yeah I get that <laughs> so I'm not I'll- saying again not a bad game just 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 average 
anything else uh, make you hate gaming this week? <laughs> no, I spent um, I spent uh, last night at a, a, a video arcade establishment. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that last week. And I went around and specifically because I know you'd want to. I played went around and played every vector graphic game I could. Yeah, which one did you? Which one was your favorite? Uh, I think one called Avoid the Spikes. I think it's called. I never even heard of Avoid the Spikes. Or, oh, wait. No, Avoid the Spikes is a new game. No, I don't think it's new. There's a new game called Avoid the Spikes. Maybe I'm doing the uh, the name wrong. What was the gameplay? Were you supposed to avoid spikes? No, so what it was... Um, and maybe I'm just thinking of a, a point of the what you had to do in the game. Um, was There was like a sink of a cylinder... And it yes. had lines going down, so it was like a almost supposed to look 3D. And you had a thing that went around the top, and you shoot down. Mm-hmm. And there's these red, um, I think they're supposed to be ships or something, coming up, and they're shooting. And you have to go around and try to destroy all the ships. And then when you do, you zoom down into it to another level, and it's a different shape, um, and it gets harder. Um, Sounds familiar. I don't. Maybe I just don't remember the title of it. Yeah, I could be. I could be. Um, no, it might be called avoid the spikes. I'm just saying, I, the what you're describing, I kind of remember. I just don't. I could be just remembering uh, what the, what the thing is because when you get to like the third or fourth level, these green things start coming up, and then when they they're destroyed, this flash on the screen, avoid the spikes. You have to go to one of the paths. Mm. Could go down because you can't be in that path, or you yeah, get yeah, destroyed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and you know, and I played, of course, with like asteroids and stuff like that on the uh, vector screen. And then I played another one. I don't remember what it was called. Maybe you would. So in the center, actually on the screen, what they've done is there's a um, uh, actually some colored material, like um, red, blue, green, like almost like a bullseye type of thing. And there's a ship in the center, and it's got rings around it. And you fly around it, and you shoot at the um, like it has like layers of shields. And as you do that, sometimes these little homing bullets come off and try to chase you down. And the shields can actually come back a little bit. Uh, mm. I don't, I don't remember what that's called, but it was, um, but it had like, everything was one color, but the way they made the, have additional colors is actually, you know, on the screen. There's like a, a film. A film, so that, yeah. so that all the different shields looked like they had different colors as they went out, but it really didn't in reality. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, so, uh, so that was did interesting you, as well. Did you also, weren't you gonna try, uh, the new, that new pinball game, pinball? So yeah, so I played uh, a lot of pinball. Uh, I tried the new ones I played was I tried Wizard of Oz, which has a um, an all digital back uh, yeah. panel. Uh, it was all right. Uh, the plunger action when you pull back, it feels like you know how sometimes you pull back a plunger and you let it go and the ball goes it goes really hard to the back and yeah, you know, yeah. So this one feels like you pulled it back and it feels like it barely makes it to the top it doesn't feel like it had a i didn't feel like it i didn't like the plunger actually didn't i didn't have an, i didn't have an oomph to it yeah i didn't have an oomph to it and i felt like um and maybe it's because i suck at pinball but i felt like it um it was uh i was losing fairly quickly and they even had uh you i think there's an optional i don't know if it's optional but like a little uh bouncer between the uh, paddles at the bottom, not like a, not a blocker, but like a bouncer, um, 
So th- it would like come up at some points. No, it was up permanently. Like I don't know if you could set it like so that. So when you said optional, do you mean it's always there? I th- no, I think the, the the person who owns it can set it up and oh, down. Okay. It, look, it looked like it was something that you could move. I see. Um, and it um, it didn't make it any easier, but it uh, um, I just felt like I kept just losing and stuff like that. But it you know it was, it was definitely interesting. But there's a lot going on in the back panel, but. You can't watch any of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I was wondering about that because um, even like trying to see what my score is. Like sometimes I'm playing old pinball games. It's like I know I just turned something on. I don't know what it is. I can't look up to see the screen to read what the hell I'm supposed to be doing right now because the ball's flying around. Yeah. So um, it uh, it's it's a it's a it's a weird, definitely a weird thing. Um, but. Um, so and I also played the new Walking Dead one. Yeah, how was that? Uh, it was fine. Uh, again, I went and I I think I like the older ones better. Um, in the uh, when I was playing, uh, it just the old ones. I just like the 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 gameplay better. Um, right, right, right. I don't know. It's just like a lot of the older ones. They have a lot more things and stuff like that. The newer ones. What was weird is they have a lot of magnets on the playfield. Right. So it was like weird, like uh, when Walking Dead, like my ball went over this thing, and that's like it captured it, and and like, and then it shot it off in a different direction. It was weird. So they started doing things with magnets, and I think some older games have done that too. But it was definitely like interesting just to to actually see a lot of that stuff. And I think The Walking Dead had a lot of magnet stuff. So I actually, I, there was a game back in the day. It was, uh, I think it was called The Magic Box. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had like a box in the middle of the of the play field that rotated. But it had a lot of madness stuff because it's magic based. So like every so often your ball might stop somewhere randomly with with a madness and like go somewhere else. Or the the box actually when it spun the one way had like a magnet on the side. So when you hit towards it, it like jumps up in the air and gets stuck to the box. And like the box turns and drops it into a into a lock and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, I, I really like Matt when they use the madness stuff. It's, it's it has this like I don't, it's not chaos because it's organized, but like this like coolness factor. I think to the mm-hmm. games. a coolness factor. Yes. That's my uh, rating of everything. So the other thing that I spent uh, a lot of time uh, playing um, is uh, a game called Ice Cold Beer. And it's by a company, T-A-I-T-O. T-I-T-O. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'll send Case a shot of it, but no one else will be able to see it. But think of picture of this. It's a tall cabinet. And it was built in 1983. It's it's a board. It's actually like a physical board Kinda with like pinko. with with holes drilled in it. And you've got this um, metal bar. The metal bar moves up and down, and your controls are uh, two joysticks that you can move either side of the bar. So you can make it level. You can move one side up, one side down. There's certain holes that are numbered. So the holes will be one through ten, and obviously one being near the bottom, ten being at the top. Again, this is hard to explain, so look look up ice-cold beer arcade machine. You have a little ball that's on your bar that rolls back and forth, and you're trying to get it into the number holes. So you try to get in one first, and then it starts over, and you have to go to two, and you go three to four or five. That's annoying. Wait, does the ball start at the bottom of the screen or the top of the screen? Bottom. Every time. Okay, I 
mistake because it'd be annoying if the ball started at the top and you had to go all the way to the bottom. So you you have to go through and try to get it into these holes and without falling to the other ones, and you're trying to rock it back and forth and stuff like that. So it's, it's like the number holes are smaller too. They are smaller, uh, and so it's um, it's actually really hard to do. Like you, it goes into the wrong one all the time. So uh, I got it in the first three. And was trying to get into the fourth one and I couldn't, uh, couldn't get there. But, uh, it looks like it's impossible and I really want to look up to see if someone can, has done 10, but I'm guessing someone has, but it's, they probably have. It's a really neat game. Uh, the, the whole, uh, thing, um, just the way it's, it's laid out. And, um, you just use like the girl on the, on the side of it. You know, I couldn't really see the side art cause it's, I had stuff on either side, but, hmm. uh, but it's interesting. So I, you know, it looks like this thing when you walk by, it, you're like, that looks old and crappy, but it's super fun. And then once we started playing it, all these people crowded around, they started playing it and everybody was trying to, uh, you know, other people were trying to, to beat, you know, get to a, another level. Has anyone ever, when you were watching, did people get past four? No, I made it the farthest out of everybody. Everybody, most people did, could do one and two. Um, and then I got it in three and everybody, we all went nuts. <laughs> And then I was trying to get it into the fourth hole, and that's like fucking impossible. Um, My goal—I now want to travel there and make it to the fourth one, just to I, shove it in your face. Yeah, I really—I want you to come up and check it out. It's—it's it's pretty awesome. Did you ever see that? Um, uh, it's like a beer—a a beer tap or something. What is it called? It's—it's. Uh, it's like a, it's not like the same concept except there's, you're at a bar and you have, um, two taps on your, I think as controllers. And you gotta like tap the beer at the right time and film the right way and then sl- and hit the beer at the right power so it slides down the bar. It's, it's actually digital. It doesn't have, it's, it's not just mechanical. So they but, had that cabinet there where it looked like the, the controllers actually looked like little taps, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was, um, it wasn't, it wasn't functioning at the time. Oh, okay. yeah. They actually have built a game, uh, called the, I think it's called the last, um, what is it called? The last, uh, the last beer fighter where you play a, play a game and it actually dispenses, uh, beer to the, to like the winners. So the more you win, the worse you get. I uh, yeah, I guess the more the more you win, the more beer you you get. So apparently, there's another game like that one, by the way, called Tom's Adventure. And Ark's Peak is another game with that bar concept in the holes. But, Haven't seen it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I want to check it out now. Yeah, so they got a lot of stuff like that. It's just nice to like different workflow, um, yeah. and whatnot. It's also I just like being around old cabinets. Makes me f- feel young again. Yeah, they definitely have a lot of old cabinets, and, and they have so many friggin' um, arcade uh, pinball machines. So many pinball machines. That's cool. So, uh, speaking of being young again, I totally forgot to mention this. Uh, so on Friday, I set up a system so that I could actually uh, live capture my NES and Sega Genesis and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, and got that working. But I did not have time to try for. I mentioned it last week to try to beat Mega Man Two. In one night. Right. So once yeah. I got all the drivers and everything set up, it was already late and I had places to go. So to kill some time though, I, I was just to test everything. I was playing the original Super Mario Brothers. And I can't decide if I just really suck at Super Mario Brothers or if there's a lag on the, the display when I'm doing the live streaming. 
Because I was I just kept on dying. I never, I couldn't make it past uh, two one. Two, <laughs> no, two 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 two. Yes. So either I just really suck at Mario, or there's something weird with the the system. I think, and this is this is this is my opinion here that um you have different skills. So though the skills for Mario and Mega Man and stuff like that, we we hone those when we're younger, and then as you know, we've gotten older. We haven't playing those type of games. So you're out of practice almost with them. You're used to playing the, the style of games we play now. And, um, so I think you need to actually go back and play a lot. Like, you, yeah, yeah. You, well, what, you, it's not like, I think your body forgets. Well, I also think there's this weirdness. Like, I, like, I expect platformers to be a lot faster now, I think. Yeah. And like, so like him moving slow, like, you know, you hold B to run, of course, right? To go a little faster. But holding B and running seems like the natural speed of the game should be. But it really, sh- I don't think Mario, like, maybe if you're doing speed runs, of course, but like, to actually play Mario right, you probably don't want to hold B constantly and run the whole time. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just like the fact that I expect it to be faster than it is to screw me up. Cause like Strider was like insanely fast, you know, and I beat it. And it's just like, like Mario is like, just seems slow to me. I'm like, oh man, I, I, I'm impatient. I think is the problem. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. I want to move faster. But I think you're right though. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. My first started playing it. It took me a while to get past two, two for some God awful reason. Like I just felt like an idiot and I was like trying to avoid all the warps and stuff. But yeah. you know, so I just, I think that I think it's also, I haven't used the NES controller itself for a while. And I think I was having a conversation yesterday about how like controllers are like the right size now for your hands, but back in the day they were like really tiny. Yeah, they were like squares and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So I think so, so one other thing, not video game related, but you know, at arcades they have tickets you can get for playing ticket yeah, games. Yeah, did you like, get a plastic ring, a spider ring? No, I didn't play any ticket games. Um but they had the you know, uh if you play skeet ball, you get laid. Do you? Yeah. I didn't know that, but they were definitely they had those there. I didn't I should have known. You should have. Uh, you should have warned me. Um, but checking out the prizes, uh, they had for a hundred tickets, you could get an RU Speedwagon CD. Oh my God. Just a hundred tickets. That's, that's it. Nothing. That's, that's like it. easy. I can like do that like in my napping time. Yeah. 50 tickets for a hand buzzer. Ooh. Hand buzzers. RU Speedwagon. And hand buzzers. Only 150 tickets. There you go. Dude, so. you could like. Easily, totally get laid. Yeah, with the RSB wagon blaring and some hand buzzers to break the ice. Well, you know, hand buzzers vibrate. Oh, there was also some kind of furry convention going on in a in a um in the event room at this place too. So there was people walking around in furry costumes. That's cool. You know uh, the the national furry conventions in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so that was um those costumes look like they're expensive. They, hell they are they, yeah I mean hell yes they are because those people were really really decked out actually any cosplay nowadays is expensive best of my knowledge well at least the stuff you see that's good that you know when you see pictures online mm-hmm. um, I was actually at a uh, uh, well they call it a pop culture convention uh, yesterday um, helping my buddy sell some stuff and there's a lot of just, you know some what's, good cosplay drugs were you selling drugs it was I did have a badge that said dealer on it, and my one leg pants was, you know, cuffed. But anyhow, uh, um, you're from the streets. Yeah. There was some good cosplay, though. There's no, there wasn't video game stuff. It's more, uh, comics and, you know, nerd, nerdy shit. Uh, but, yeah. Cosplay's funny. 
It's weird though, because like you have like people that probably spent like multiple hundreds of dollars on theirs next to people that probably spent you know a day at the thrift store on theirs, and it's just like so weird. Hmm. Like there's like there's never like that in between thing. It's like either you spend a lot of money or you spend like like almost nothing. Which if you want to do an almost nothing cosplay uh, thing, because I know that's what you're into. Uh, just do the new Daredevil uh, costume from the show that was released on Netflix. Uh, and was there any Deadpool there? There was one. No, there was only one female Deadpool. There was. I didn't see any males. Uh, I saw a female Deadpool, ah. and she looked kind of uh, Deadpooly in ah. this way. I mean, I don't well, know how her skin looked because it was covered in stuff. But mm. she, so, I mean, what other news has been going on this week besides your? My con? It's not really news. You're con. You're a con. Um, I don't know when this was announced. Uh, so apparently, uh, you know, Daniel Radcliffe, pretty famous actor, is going to star, maybe, <laughs> in the BBC's Grand Theft Auto drama that they're in the process of making. Which is not based on the video game. It's based on Sam Hauser, the founder of Rockstar Studios, and his fight against Jack Thompson and his perce- uh, the perception of video games being violent and happy. Wait. Let, me, let me rephrase that. I don't want to call him Jack Thompson. He is the disbarred attorney, Jack Thompson. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Yes. That sounds boring as shit. It's bombastic. Sorry, bomb- I don't know why. Bomb- For some reason, the description is like with bombastic, bombastic, disbarred attorney Jack Thompson. Yeah, well, he's very stupid. Uh, exciting. That sounds like something that people watch, and then people will be like, "Oh, video games are violent." Holy shit! This is actually um, this is actually by a guy I like, the director. No. Well, holy shit. Now you're Well, I don't know. He did, um, he did a few episodes of Misfits, which is a BBC show that was like awesome superhero, uh, TV show in the UK. And then he also did a, um, a few episodes of Black Mirror, which is another awesome miniseries that was in the UK. So it actually might not be that bad. All right. Well, we'll wait for your review to come in when it comes out. If it comes out. Watch it. Ever comes out. I have probably, probably won't come out. I probably play video games instead. Uh, I'll probably be too busy playing Deuce X McCann, <laughs> Mankind Divided, which was announced this week. Was it? I don't know if it was actually announced this week, but you can pre-order it this week with no release date or official trailer. Till what? What about platforms? Nope. Wow. No, it's uh, no, it's PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Breaking news: They're gonna make a Deuce X game. Well, it was weirdly, it was like weird. It was one of those ones that was announced by people saying, "Hey, we think this is happening," and like. And screenshots being revealed, and then as the then the next day, like pre-orders were available, and then two days later, a trailer came out. It was like this weird, like so. Wait for more information at E3, <laughs> right? So I think they were kind of forced; they, their hands got forced to release this early. Um, but look, actually, the trailer looked pretty badass. I mean, it looks like Deuce X. You know, like just you know, the trailer for the first Deuce X was awesome, and I'm probably saying Deuce X wrong. I know. Uh, and then uh, that's how we say it. Yes, that's how we say it. And then. uh this one looks just as badass, but it looks like you're kind of 
looks like the story's about how the government wants to stop augmented augmented people from existing, and then there's a resistance that's using terrorist tactics to fight for the cause for people to be augmented, and you're kind of stuck in the middle kind of thing. Because it kind of shows you defending them, and then also shows you stopping them. Um, but I mean, uh, we both like the first Deuce X, so... Well, the first remake Deuce X. Well, we both first played different. Us. You did stealthy. I shot people yeah. in the face. Yeah, which is... But I think that was one of the games where both of them actually worked. Shooting people like, in the face is always the way to go. Like, Dishonored, playing stealthy was boring as shit. Yeah, it was. Yes. So, like, Deuce X, I think, actually was able to perfectly cut that line in the middle. Cutting the line. Cutting the line. That's Doing right. Doing some lines. That's right. Getting some lines. Keeping me awake. Yes. All right. What else is new in the world of news? Um, you know, League of Legends released some uh, upgrades to their heroes. That uh, sounds boring. Yeah, there there are only color changes, you know, cuz League of Legends big M M O P O M O B O Mobo. Yeah. Anyhow, the reason I'm just bringing it up is that they released these color packs, themes, whatever you want to call them, where it doesn't actually add heroes, it just so you can have different colors of each hero type stuff. So, like, I can have a yellow shirt instead of a blue shirt, or I can have a red shirt, right? And But the price point ends up being, like, $5 per hero, some of that, which is pretty expensive just for color changes. And the basically the League of Legends community, which is pretty huge, you know, uh, one of the biggest esports out there, is, like, totally pissed off about this. And you can only get them by using cash. You can't use like the um, other w- means of payment that you can earn while playing. Uh, so one of the guys in the community, though, to fight this, basically said, "Hey, people on Reddit, just tell me what color." Because the reason Riot said it was that much is it took so much time to make them right. And so this guy's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll just do these colors if you just like say, hey, tell me what you want and give me a buck. I'll just go and do it myself." And he does it like quickly, like in a day. So. Riot was trying to defend themselves saying, Oh, it was, took so much time to make sure like the colors worked with all the, with all the arena stuff and all the combat. And this guy's like, uh, I'm gonna prove you wrong and call your bluff. And so he's, he's basically just making this shit constantly. Which is pretty so, badass. So is he just doing it as a mod? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think with the way League of Legends works, you can, you can skin it as you want, but you can't, um, you can't like change the gameplay. For mods, I could be wrong though. Mm. Mm. Apparently, you can use just Photoshop to make these changes. <laughs> awesome, but yeah, kind of neat way of uh, fighting the system, I guess. I always like to fight the system. Um, and I know how you like to paint things. So, you know, uh, Nintendo's new uh, shooter game, Combat Splatoon, where you paint the world different colors. Yeah, they showed it off extensively at E3. Yeah, and then disappeared off the face of the earth. Right, exactly. Totally did. So apparently it's, you know, coming out soon and it's uh you know, you're you're fighting in teams against other teams. Alright, so and, it's a you know, first person shooter, team based. Yeah, Got it. You know, yeah. deathmatch. Alright, well, you know, one of the things I like to do when I like to play a shooter is coordinate attacks. You gotta really get your team together and say, Hey, you know, what I need you to do is flank to the left, flank to the right, or, or I need assistance over here, or you know, in the left quadrant we're really getting totally painted out. Um, you know, really just you, you wanna have some structure. I do I do tend to use that term of being painted out a lot. Yeah, you gotta yeah. paint it out. But, uh, sorry to say, you can't do that in this game. 
Oh, why? Why is it? Uh, is it broken? Well, no, Nintendo's not going to allow uh, voice chat in Splatoon. Mm, they don't want people soliciting well, minors. Uh, they left it out for now. They don't want people. They don't. Maybe Nintendo doesn't want the type of filthy language that accompanies with shooters and foul, racist, hateful speech, probably. Because last thing you want is a parent having a Nintendo game out there and walking in and hearing what comes out of people's mouths over the TV no. associated with Nintendo. Yeah, probably not, because they'll probably blame Nintendo, because they probably think Nintendo coded it to make people be assholes. Yeah, they'll say, like, hey, you're you're adopted and your mother's promiscuous. Yeah, because, like, if you ever went to Disneyland, you, you're you not allowed to talk there either. Uh, I disagree with your national origin uh, as my national origin is superior. You know, stuff like that you hear. Yes, yes. But people people can be rude. They can they be. Rude. Can be. Uh-huh. But it's kind of hard to play a uh, co-op coordination game without a way to communicate commands yeah. or take commands. I'm just going to type yo mama jokes. I just think it's funny because Nintendo always seems like want us more adult people play games, but then they always shoot themselves in the foot by trying to make gaming for people that are under the age of 12. Yeah, and then those people realize that there's other things out there that more adult-type people are playing and that people consider their games kiddie. So even if they are the demographic, they don't want to play those games right. or play them for too long. Yeah, exactly. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. They either... Either capturing a demographic that is underserved, or they are shooting themselves right in the nards. Yeah, but I guess they have so much amiibo money, it doesn't matter. Got that amiibo money, son. <laughs> Speaking of amiibos. Yes! You know, amiibo is just that whole storing information thing. Uh, really, you know, we talked about it last week a little bit. It makes the money. Uh, just like, you know, Skylanders or Disney Infinity, just really pulling in the money. Those are the, the, Toys come to life market, as, as some people would call it, is really making the money. So, um, another company is jumping in, throwing its hat into the ring, and, and this one actually, I think, makes some sense, and I think will uh, actually make some money as well. Uh, and that is Lego. And you're saying, Lego? But it's the, think about all the Lego games that come out there, and all the figures. So they're coming out with this game called Lego Dimensions. Alright, it is going to be your typical toys come to life. There's going to be a, a Lego toy pad or portal, as you might say in the Skylanders universe or whatnot. And you're going to have characters just from the Lego universe to use now. You're going to have your Batmans, your Gandalfs, your, you know, whatnots. And, My whatnots? Uh, yeah, your whatnots, you know, professional whatnots. Who's it, what's it's? And what what's going to happen is because Lego has all these deals with all these different uh, companies, they're going to leverage those. So you're going to have packs that have to do with, you know, Back to the Future. You're going to have DC Comics stuff in there. You're going to have Lord of the Rings stuff in there. And I think it can make a lot of money. It's uh, going to be really good. To, yeah, it probably can make a lot of money. For, for, for you the, buy it? For the, well, I buy it. I, I don't know if I'm really the demographic. I think it's from like 7 to 14-year-olds. So that's um, yes, yeah, I don't know. I just, the whole, the whole, I don't need, I don't want extra shit. That's my problem is, and I don't like to have to put in a whole bunch of money to get 
the full experience. You know, like when you play a Lego game, you can like unlock stuff. Great. But if now you have to buy all the stupid characters to unlock them, uh, that's just, you know, um, I mean, the game is practically designed themselves. You just take the same exact game, except for now you have to buy the figure instead of unlocking it through gameplay. Uh, so uh, it's, I think it's going to be popular. Uh, especially since you could then once you have a character, you can transport it, you know, use it in the other, uh, you know, games or series that they're going to roll out. So, you know, you could bring Batman into the Back to the Future universe or whatever. So, um, I think, you know, I think, it, I think it will be popular and, but I don't think it's something that I'll, I'll be playing. I think the only way it would make me interested is interested in it. I don't know. Anyhow, it would be if they were allowing you somehow to build something in reality and it got scanned into the game. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. No, because that would be insane. But awesome. But, so, insane. but awesome. Definitely awesome. So right now they're saying all this stuff's going to come out uh, in late September, just in time for the holiday season, of course. So I'm guessing you'll see a lot of this at E3 being demoed, shown, shoved in your face. Yeah, my face. So you know all these games about, like, Amiibos and, well, any game that has a server on it? You know, uh-huh. it connect somewhere to verify that you're playing or send information to other people playing with you? Well, whenever the company that made the game kind of says, oh, you know, this has been around for 10 years, we don't want to support these servers anymore, let's throw the Switch and the games are worthless to you. Like Battle 4, 1942, Star Wars Battlefront, you know, some of these old games that people really, really like. Even a Mario Kart for the Wii, technically, would stop working if they shut the servers down. Uh, so there's always been these third-party people that have more time on their hands than I ever will who figure out a way to stand up their own servers to support these games. And then people like Activision and stuff will, like, sue them, right? Yeah. Well, the, this week, the electric, electric, electronic frontier foundation, which is a nonprofit that defends civil liberties in the digital world. Uh, you might know them for like against, uh, DRMs and stuff. Cause once you buy software, it should be your own software is now, uh, facing off against, uh, the entertainment software association around this concept of allowing people to extend the life of the games. Once the company itself has said, Hey, we're not supporting this anymore and allow them to build these servers and allow the game to, to continue. Um, basically trying to, you know, make it worth the money, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Of course, the ESA says, these are pirated games then once you do this. And they're like, no, they pay for the games. They just want to continue playing them. You know, so it's basically the same argument when people try to jailbreak consoles. Um, the ESA is like, well, then people can pirate stuff. But then other people are like, yeah, but they're just, they want to play the games that they bought, you know, type thing. Um, I think it'll be kind of interesting to see if something comes out of it. Of course, most likely what will come out of it is that we're not allowed to own games because we generally are only buying licenses. Yep. Be sad. All your uh, user agreements that yes. you agree to. Stupid fucking user agreements. But no, it's, uh, it's always interesting to see these weird DRM or, you know, anti-piracy people fighting and stuff, DMCA people and shit. I don't know. Anyhow, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, some of these things eventually um, 
games haven't been around long enough to even reach to the public domain option. Right. And to see what's going to happen with them, you know, there's companies like MAME, um, well, not companies, but organizations, they're out there trying to preserve like arcade stuff by getting that stuff and getting the information dumped onto or making a ROM, which is, you know, not legal. Um, but they're, pre- preserving some of this stuff and archiving yeah. it uh, in its original format when it could be lost. So th- so it's, it's, it's really a fine line between pirating and trying to archive and, and record history. And, you know, some people will say that line is, can you buy the game legally? And if you can't, if you can buy it legally, then uh, go ahead and buy it. But if there's no way to do that, there should be another option for people that want to play these games that no longer have the ability out there. And a lot of games out there you know there's it's not even clear who owns it anymore because companies get acquired and transferred and stuff like that and some of the stuff gets tossed in with it and a company might not even know they own the rights to this so there has to be you know uh, well, some way for people to play this stuff i think what it should be you know me making my own perfect world would be if a company wants to say we're not going to support this specific version of the product. Like, not saying like, say Doom, for example, like the original Doom, uh, it's like you know what, we're done supporting this, and what they actually did, they had a source code. Like, hey, I'm going to go do this. But they still retain the rights to the Doom name and everything else after that, so you know, it's like, yeah, you guys can keep this original Doom going and you know, have servers and play it all you want because we're done making money from it. It's just, you know, it was our thing from 20 years ago and go do it. But you guys can't go make Doom 2015, you know, because we own the rights to Doom itself, the, the the IP. Like, I think that's how it should work out. Like, like Activision is not going to do anything with Call of Duty. Did they even make a Call of Duty? All right, is they going to do anything with Call of Duty? The first one with the, the was it called Medal of Honor? Right, ever again? They're not. They don't care about it. They're not going to reskin it and release. Well, they might reskin it and release it, but they're not going to like take that original game and do it. So why not let this? community exists to let it run and continue running forever just i don't know it's just like that's like the weird like it's the right thing for the company to do because of lawyers probably is why they don't do it well just to put some insight in this uh into copyright law you if you're um don't defend your copyright uh then some people then when they go to use it it there's a i understand that but they're not defending the copyright of the IP itself, they're the, the, that's a trademark. Like the, the copyright they would be defending is the original code. So if someone would take them co- uh, the Medal of Honor and try to make money off of it, the original one, that's when they could sue. But if they're just trying to let people play it, I think there's a, that's the difference. Yeah, I think, I, I think the I company's think some, like, uh, yeah, go ahead, you can use this and play it, but you know, if you try to sell it, we're gonna put the ban hammer on your face. Yeah, and I think a lot of stuff like this is going to come to a head pretty soon. I mean, oh, you have a lot of things out there like you have a you have a digital library of games, you have a digital library of music. Who you right now some of the stuff you'd say like, do you own it? Is it a license? Can you transfer that license when you die? What what happens to that stuff? Is can it go to someone else or is it is it just gone? Uh, there's a lot of things that are going to come up with that. Uh, yeah. I think some of those those rules there of of, of that need to get figured out that yeah, have figured out is what, really, what rights do you have? I really worry about Valve somehow disappearing because <laughs> I lose a lot of things. 
Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that stuff pans out, and I think you'll see some some legal stuff come out and, and some changes eventually as this the whole thing needs to evolve. It just hasn't been around long enough to to really get that stuff ironed out. Any other news you got going on? Uh, not really. Nothing that's worth talking about. Nothing that's worth talking about. Yeah. Well, it, you know, as as it's been, it's been pretty slow around here, but we're getting closer and closer to E3, and then there will be a lot of craziness going on. When especially is E3? It is generally in June or July. Yeah, so it's still like two months away, damn it. Yeah, so but uh, so people are probably starting already starting to prep for that type of stuff there. Uh, you can always reach out to us at Throne Controllers at, oh wait, no, podcast at Throne Controllers. <laughs> You can go to Throne Controllers and reach out to us as well, too. You know, comments and whatnot out there. Uh, I'll be putting a YouTube video up about running with rifles sometime this week, too. So check that out. with the rifles. Running with the rifles. I'll be probably doing some live streaming on the new Mortal Kombat game on Tuesday. So you can oh, watch how bad I am at it. At the new Mortal Kombat X? Yes. Alright, so you can look for those things. And again, if you want to send us any information, notes, anything like that, send it to podcast.thronecontrollers.com. And with that, we're going to let Case leave us with a little bit of words of wisdom. I'm skipping the wisdom this time. And I'm just saying everyone needs to watch Marvel's Daredevil. It came out on Friday, and the end of episode two has a, probably the greatest fight scene I've ever seen on film. So go check out Daredevil on Netflix. We were not paid by either of those companies, by the way. I'm generally loving it so far. Get your free trial on Netflix by going to Netflix slash Stormtrollers. No, no, don't. <laughs> um, all right, great. Well, we'll have we'll to check that out. And I should definitely check it out since I'm a fan of Daredevil and have not done so yet. All right. Well, do it, man. All right. Well, until next week, I have been The Bats. And apparently I've been... What'd you call me this beginning? Cutesy case? What'd you call me? Happy case? Quirky case? The cutesy case. That's what I said. Alright, so I've been the cutesy case. And we are inside out. Peace? Is? Reese's Pieces?